Oh my word. Why well, I just finished stuffing my face. I came back, sat down from my laptop. If you're with me, you're with me. From this morning, we've been talking a little bit about how there is a clamor, clamoring happening where where men and women or just powers that be are vying for your attention. They want to be your leader. And I spent quite a bit of time, even though it was looking at XYs, I hope I gear my messages towards women. And I hope that they got the takeaways. Um, and so I took a little bit of a breather and we looked at um, Ludacris and his relationship um, just to use talking points of how we can use the natal chart to kind of understand ourselves a little bit better, but that we are so much more than our sun signs. So, boom, I'm going to go ahead and play, um, excuse me, uh, this young lady's um, commentary. I'm not sure I if you if you if you hear her voice and you know who it is, then please understand it's what the most respectful um, intentions that I'm playing it because I know sometimes when when you play like other people's stuff, they don't really like it. So I've just been kind of tiptoeing around who might be comfortable with other people mentioning them or not. And um, again, my views are my views and I don't think that she necessarily shares my views so just you know so don't go over there acting a fool y'all or, or stuff like that but here's what's so cool right because um I've also shared with you like sometimes I wouldn't say that it's it's I'm privileged or anything like that I'm saying it to say like sometimes on my spiritual journey I will get a download and I'll be like nah this is just the way my mind works and I'll go about my day. And then someone else will say this like similar to what I'm saying. And it makes me shooketh is the word because it's like, it's not creepy. It just makes my brain like want to explode because a lot of us, I can tell if we're on the same wavelength because we'll get the same information. And some of us will will answer the calling and say what it is that we need to say and you have to get to a point in life where you trust your intuition and you trust your relationship with divine source and um sometimes i'll be like nah and then i'll hear something like this but it's too late i've already not said anything and then i don't want to sound like i'm jumping on the bandwagon and quote unquote copying and pasting what the other person is saying but it like i'm staring at it like oh my gosh this is a common theme divine source is giving us all of this message to deal with so i just wanted to share that too because sometimes it, it like makes me like so it, like great right now i wouldn't say it's a headache it's just like my brain is like oh my gosh we were just talking about this and we were talking about it with the whole ken kenny billions thing and the whole idea of like what males go through for leadership and how you know, people are trying to say, like, pick me, pick me, let me be your leader. But I want you to hear what she has to say. And this is for women because women do it, too. Right. So let me. Um, it's going to blow your mind, especially if you've been listening to those podcasts from earlier. I'm not saying to go back because even what she has to say is so succinct. 
And I'm trying to go back far enough to where I think that um, she's going to talk about what it was that I'm trying to further elucidate for you. So here we go. Worms. She has been whistleblowing and y'all have not been catching the signals, but she is all about getting what she wants, any means necessary. And even if that means stepping on the next woman's back to get it. So why is this shocking? I don't know. I'm like, girl, this should not even be shocking. But for some women, it's shocking. And I'm just like, what's so shocking about it? See, I think the issue is, and this is strictly my opinion, I think the issue is that women come online taking advice from other women who show a sense of confidence, right? You listen to them trying to find yourself Mm -hmm. and who you are, but Mm -hmm. you do it in a way to where you're living through them Mm -hmm. and then you're somehow gaining your own identity that way and that's yeah so she's what she the word for that is vicarious you're trying to live vicariously through them so it's kind of interesting because it was easy for me to pinpoint it like when i look at how the xy's are acting amongst themselves and how it's so easy to see that the men the males are um always looking for that that god godfather figure right um and so they don't have fathers of their own to look up to and so but they look up to kevin samuels and when he passed away now there's a scramble for like the ham hock head people like dennis sperling to try to get into that position um but women we we do it too and i think that she used a really good example right i think that when I think about my journey about what it means to be my own divine feminine in my own right, I know who she's referring to. I didn't play the whole clip, but she's referring to someone. And you'll see, obviously, if you know, you know, if you see the top, you'll know who she's referring to. And I do follow her and I have followed her for years. But one of my areas of contention is that whole cheating thing. And I feel like um, I have such the greatest disdain for like third party stuff i have several if if i dare to say like hundreds of podcasts for you know the life of my podcast history just scathing people for the whole cheating thing i have an abhorrent vehement disdain for that for third party situations that's where i draw the line you know and i think about how each one of us have our own temples and how each one of us um can can run our our govern ourselves but she does make a good point i think that part of age of um aquarius is about how are you going to govern yourself because with this whole idea of like celebrity celebrity or idolatry or looking to leaders you know and living vicariously through them those days are coming to an end what do you stand for what are your guidelines what are your maxims right because if you were to pull sprinkles sprinkles oracle card it would be get to the bag by any means necessary right that is her maxim you pull that card and then if it's upside down or in the reverse then it's up to you to figure out you know um 
Is that something I want to do? What does by any means means necessary mean? Whereas if you pull my Oracle card, it's going to be like, yeah, the Virgo, because she's, um, she's Pisces. So Pisces, both men and women um, also have an element of with money. I think Pisces more so with money versus power, because I talked about some of the most powerful placements for me for, I think, for men are, are going to be Aries. Pisces males and Scorpio, but there's a difference between the three. Um, when I think of powerful leadership, authoritative uh, dominance, I think of um, both Aries and Scorpio, whereas Pisces can be very wealthy males, but it's not, they're not coming at you with a lot of um, like heat and fire um, and like, oh, aggression. They're very. Um, they're very, I don't want to use the word spiritual, but, and I don't want to say soft or gentle, but the money comes to them. Um, and I think a part of it has to do because with anytime you're in Pisces, it's a very difficult um, placement um, in anywhere that you have it because part of Pisces for you to, Pisces, you you're being called to embody all of the 12 signs leading up to it. And so it's already hard for a lot of us to kind of just embody one part of ourselves, but to kind of part of our practices to learn. And so have Pisces moon. Um, and so, but that means that when it comes to my intimate um, relationships, I'm not just like, if I was a Scorpio moon, I would be Scorpionic, right? And I would figure about all that. But with Pisces, it's like, I have to be able to navigate. And when it comes to intimate relationships, you know, Pisces, Taurus, Leo, Capricorn, Libra, um, Aquarius, you know, Scorpio, Sagittarius, Capricorn, all of those, right? So, um, but I, I talk about, um, I disdain it. Like if you pull me for Oracle card and it comes to like getting to the bag, it's not going to be, I'm going to absolutely, if you pull my card versus sprinkle point, sprinkle cards, I'm going to be like, get to your bag. But where we draw the line is like third party interference. Also when it comes to relationships, um, uh, we did talk a little bit about how I want you to pay attention to, and this is probably a message from divine, right? And, and you're getting it from different basketball players, right? We're all women-centric. And when one of us makes a, 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 ba- a, a, a basketball, what do you call it? Like, a, I don't want to say a goal because goal is like basketball or when we, when we make a point, um, you know, Take a little bit more autonomy of your life. And we are past you emulating, you know, her. Become your own divine goddess. And I think that she even has that component about herself too. She does tell you to kind of do your own thing. That's how she did it. That's her path. And I, I do think there's there's going to be consequences. I don't think it might be her. But I do keep in mind she has daughters and I don't think that there could be anything worse than seeing her daughters go through that type of heartbreak. If it does anything to them the way that it did to me, 
and in some ways destroyed the essence of who I am to a certain degree and I had to kind of reconstruct myself and rebirth myself it's very painful I think to see and I I think that she has the strength to like if it was her it wouldn't you know affect her but I don't know and I'm not even trying to speak it bad in that way but that's how I look at karmic things um she doesn't she doesn't claim to to um believe in karma and again that's a little bit of a transcendent message because some people um I I tend to believe in karma but that's because my Scorpio is like ruled by Pluto very very karmic like you better believe it's gonna come back to you like for me right tenfold in in this life or the after I'm coming for that ass right um and and, and you better hope I lash out at you quick and upfront because if, if you start to see me sit and scheme and and connive it's gonna be 10 times 100 times fold worse than worse worse than um anything you could have ever <laughs> right so but i wanted to address that but then the other side i wanted to talk about is um and this has been over the past, you know, it's something coming down the pipeline. I don't think that you just wake up overnight, but it's been something formulating. I tease the word percolating. I I look at the shadow side so much more different now. Um, and with me even incorporating my shadow side, I know that there's some dark things that I say or like that are provocative. And I'm not talking about it in a seductive way that provoke people. But I've come to understand that I have a role in playing that because you need to have that contrast of dark and light. And I will say that um, that is a shadow side of the Pisces um, and and or that type of. um, I don't want to just attribute it to Pisces, but I think of just people in general and. I think that it does serve a purpose. I, like I said, I don't agree with um, third party energy. Um, And, but, and I wouldn't go so far as to say that there are some people who deserve to be on the receiving end of third party energy. Now, but with that being said, and understand, like, because of my beliefs surrounding karma, I feel like. Some people really do legit come here to be people's karma, but I do believe that it comes full circle. And so um, I say that to say, like, for example, when you look at examples of um, who was it? There was somebody that had gotten into a relationship. And, oh, I want to say not just Erica Mina, but also like Khloe Kardashian is a prime example of how karma works so wait 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 no there's another it will probably come to me if i remember i will come back and add it to the tail end of this podcast but i know for sure it was a celebrity and everybody was like up in tears about how up in arms about how this person had been cheated on and how her man like rung her through the ringer but the thing is, she had cheated um, with this guy. She knew that the other person had a relationship. Um, and she still went in. And so now she was receiving the... the, the um, 
same karmic stuff. And and this is not the person I had in mind, but one example is like Ray J's wife. Ray J was in another relationship and she was in another relationship. The Ray J's wife, Princess, was in a relationship with uh Floyd Mayweather and she cheated on Floyd Mayweather with Ray J and Ray J was with someone else at the time. And when I tell you Ray J stays humiliating his princess, like th- there's a part of you, like if you just heard everything princess is going through, you'd have been like, damn, he got that dog in him. Right. But I feel like, um, I, I say that to say, like, if you have that Scorpio element, like I know like there's certain things that I do as a Scorpio that I, make you suffer karmic consequences because of my behaviors but i'm very careful about it too because i feel like that door swings both ways and i also do believe like when it comes to her practice and stuff like that um i don't i don't know that her man is gonna go for someone younger you know and leave her i don't just because the little i know about you know me from the inside looking out and and again it's not that i wish ill on others because it's not even it might not even be her daughters it would be her granddaughters but i strongly again the car you know scorpio plutonic and karma how that stuff works she doesn't believe in karma but um there's a there's a oh i think it it is it's lake to lair y'all i've been wanting to do a podcast on lake to lair it's it's this lake that's out here in california um, and I wanted to talk a little bit about the esoteric stuff that happening behind it, but basically it's, it's, a uh, instead of it being a man-made lake, they were, uh, the, I forget which family is attributed to the, let me see, Tulare Lake, uh, family, let me see, there's a family that ended up kind of draining the Tulare Lake. And I absolutely believe it's karmic because it's years later, right? The resurrection of the lake, four times the size of Lake Tahoe. I want to say it's like the Gallinger, Gallinger family. Here we go. History of Lake genealogy. Oh, no, no, no. It's a, it's a video, so I won't be able to I wanted to read the anyways, I will. Uh, it's it's something coming down the line, pipeline. But here it is, this family who thought that they could destroy, Matt, you know, goddess Earth. And they went so far as to drain the lake and they went so far as to do an X, Y um, tactic, patriarchal t- tactic of hoarding the resources. And so they funneled out the water and charged this for the water and monetized something that should have been a free accessible resource because that lake funnels water into other areas around the the around California and and when you also understand that water is a feminine element and I think it's a it's is it Yemaya and when you understand how she works with waters and bodies of water and how she unleashes her justice or shows benevolence through the water. But the water has come back. Now, keeping in mind, this lake is four times the size of Lake Tahoe. So 
but they're saying that it's even expanded way more so when you talk about suppressing energy and suppressing the divine feminine and how divine feminine multiplies and you suppress it so it's been bubbling below the surface to where it's gonna grow way more bigger than four times the size and get amplified the water is coming up to where um this family not only drained the the lake but they were um they built farmland on there and with the farmland there was animals and i know that there's if you're really kind of tied into getting back to mother nature you have a care for what happens to nature and to the animals um and you know it kind of plays a role and if you're going to be vegan or vegetarian or how you eat your meat i know we did a I did a podcast um, talking about how if you eat meat, there is a kind of ritualistic aspect of how to, I'm going to say the word sanctify that process. Um, and I, I recently learned about it, even though I grew up vegetarian and I learned it from my uh, one of the newer Vietnamese friends that I made. But um, they, and so, but one of the things, and this is how I kind of a little bit know that it has to do with karma a little bit. And I, and this is so weird because there have been lots of conversations about whether California um, was in, involved in slavery, in the history of slavery, and um, whether there's going to be payouts for reparations and the response that uh, Gavin Newsom has given as to whether there'll be cash payouts or whether it'll be in resources, whether it's going to be like 1.5 million to 5 million for each person or descendants of of slaves or foundational black Americans and stuff. But, um, uh, I, there, and I will say this too, because another element, um, that I have seen karmic justice is in like fires. So I kid you not, there are at least three different, um, cities in California where they are sundown towns that they have gotten burnt down from the rooter to the MF and Tudor. Paradise Valley is one of them. If you ever get a chance to look at pictures of Paradise Valley, and I knew, but at this point it was a third state. I don't, third city. I don't remember the other two right off the top of my head. But when you, as soon as I heard about it, I was like, I bet you Paradise Valley was a sundown town. Sure enough, Googled it. It was a sundown town. And I mean, when you see how that fire just ripped through that years later, decades later, right? And so um, the reason I say that is because I knew that there was a karmic element to this. When I saw that one of the things that they drained the land for and one of the farmland stuff was not just them growing uh, cows for slaughter, I think, for beef, right? Of course, the dairy component of it, leather, what, so on and so forth, but also cotton, right? So then now anytime you have cotton, you're looking at slave labor, right? Um, and they had other fruits in orchard or or orchards and vineyards and stuff like that um i I don't know vineyards not so much vineyards tend to be more north north of california northern california wine country but um for the most part but we we have wine country down here too but um when i heard about the the cotton i'm like yeah this is caught this is karmic and what 
is so wild about it because remember we're talking about karma is it's been years if i if i go back here and see how long ago that was their water volume is volume is 6.5 million acres y'all surface elevation of 187 feet feet did i say feet i've been saying some funny stuff um and it says here to let to layer lake dried up after its tributary so tributary member if i am if i'm uh interpreting this correct correctly i i talked about how it, it feeds off into other water sources and they cut it off and resources we re, re funneled it and they were charging for it right mother nature is about abundance it's supposed to be for everyone and it says it was diverted for agricultural irrigation and municipal water uses municipal anytime you add municip municipalities you're looking at charging for the water right but um let me land this plane a little bit so i wanted to see how long it has been from since it dried up Um, it does talk a little bit here about who the natives of, uh, and this is interesting because we, we went from sprinkle, sprinkle to, to lake to lair, but I want to talk about how karma works and she doesn't believe in karma, but I say all of this to say, um, I know it's been at least a couple hundred years since they did this and the families, I remember the documentary I was watching it was a little clip. It was saying like how this family is losing so much money right that's why even my mom says it's like nothing lasts forever you know you think that you can cause harm and the people who did all of these things you know the patriarchy or the xy energy of hoarding resources that was behind this they didn't live to see what their descendants are going through right and so it's their children's children's children that are suffering having the the wealth pulled out from under them and i've been talking about how all of these things are there's they're correlated because even when you see how charles and camilla are taking on the new throne but they're on the verge of a collapse i think on what it means and how they really you know england has to pay reparations to nations not and reparations go to nations not crowns you know, um, and how we're restoring things back to the way that they used to be. Um, that's how I look at karma. Like, I don't think she might suffer the consequences of her actions. I don't think her children will. I'm quite fond of them. I've seen them grow up through the years. I still follow her. I, I have, you know, she has her temple practice. My temple practice of how I get to the bag won't necessarily include a man. And it won't necessarily absolutely will not include you know third party energy but um getting to the bag nonetheless and if i am going to get into a partnership then i know what to look for in terms of um generosity right uh generosity um what it what it really looks like for someone to be able to provide um and with that you have a lot of red flags you know that come about in a in a man when you're looking at those type of relationships that he doesn't want to protect he wants to do 50 you know 50 50 doesn't have the means a sense of entitlement not appreciating the feminine essence um type of a thing so yeah th those are just my takes on it but uh, it's so funny how it kind of 
touches on so many things. And this is why I kind of like my personality too, because I like that we're both talking about the same thing, but I have my viewpoints on it and she has her viewpoints on it. So even though we're kind of covering the same topics, uh, how can we be more woman centric? And I think that even in her own karmic way, um, the sprinkle sprinkle person, I don't know who the the wife was from before, but I feel like, um, um, like I said, there's, there's scenarios where women are willing to be that karmic entity, right? Um, but I, like I said, be, let me be very clear that that door swings both ways. And I think it can spin out to other generations. I, I know for a fact that some of the stuff my family goes through um, is karmic stuff from my grandparents. Like, hands down. <laughs> Point blank, period. Um, but, um, and so, even when you talk about breaking generational curses, it's like, once you find that out, you're like, oh, snap, let me get my house in order. Let me get my affairs in order. You know, the podcast before this one, we were talking about with Ludacris and um, Vin Diesel, and we have the talk about, I would die for you. But when you start to understand it through, I would live for you, I try to make sure to, to tiptoe as gently as possible because I don't want this to spill over into future generations, right? And I've been on the receiving end of some karmic stuff myself. Um, and But I try to be as responsible as possible. But as we come back to what she was talking about before, the common thread between what Ken Billions was, was saying about um, leadership and how a lot of men are looking for that father figure and living vicariously through um, Dennis Hamhock Sperlings or vi- living vicariously through Kevin Samuels or living vicariously through other, like through rappers and other men that they see in media. No, this, this is about you taking ownership of yourself, you having the locus of control within yourself. And I just love how this balanced out so freaking much because you know, right, we've been dealing a little bit with the XY energy, I tend to be more dealing with my divine feminines. Um, We spent a lot of energy this morning with the XYs. But here, here she comes, balancing out the divine feminine, let me go back like 2030 seconds, because I want you to hear it again. I'm going to try not to interrupt her. Because I it's so profound. I want you to hear it one more time. Let me see. What's so shocking about it? See, I think the issue is, and this is strictly my opinion, I think the issue is that women come online taking advice from other women who show a sense of confidence, right? You listen to them trying to find yourself in who you are, but you do it in a way to where you're living through them and then you're somehow gaining your own identity that way. And that's not how it works. That's performative, it's fake, it's not authentic, and it's not really who you are. Who you are is a part of your experiences, your own experiences. Mm -hmm. And if you don't have any experiences, you need to log out and you need to go get some experiences so you can find out who you are. Mm -hmm. Let's start with that. You're gaining an identity through a woman and her experiences, and then you're trying to pass it on as if that's who you are. That's mm-hmm. not who you are. And this is why you're disappointed, because you're learning something about a woman that you maybe didn't know, 
or it's a shock to learn because now you have created this false identity around a woman and her experiences and you're not liking where it originated from which was her ending up with a married man and this is so wild y'all when i tell you i really hope that the same way i'm experiencing this too and she makes a good point about your ascended masters um that are there along the way they're going to encourage you to go out and experience things for yourself. You hear that with Ken. You kind of hear it a little bit with me. I'm not saying that I'm the most evolved, most esoteric, most. But we're getting to a point where we're, we're telling you, become your own individual. Embrace that, right? But what also blew my mind is when she was saying that. Um, ah, Let me go back just a little bit. You could, could Around a woman and her experiences and you're not liking okay the not liking part so remember i was like listening to the ken billions thing and we had to deal with that whole conversation about the abortions triggering af triggering af and you heard it come out from even for me right what it was to deal with that information but i guarantee you this is not a one a one for all or, or kind of like a one hit type of a thing. I guarantee you that as you start to meet with people and talk with people, there's going to be a gravitational pull that sucks them in. And there is going to come that time and point where you're going to find out something that makes you uncomfortable. And that's why it's so important. And I've had to learn this myself, right? And that's why you hear me kind of tempering when I say I'm listening to someone and I'm subscribing. I'm like, there's going to come that point in time because we're all human that you're going to find out something that you don't like or you don't disagree with. One of the, the, the last ones was one of this content creator where I was like so gung ho, you know, um, and then she had a different point of view on black girl magic. And that grinded the fuck out of my gears. Like, you know what I'm saying? And I remember when I heard about the um, sprinkle sprinkle situation and like I said, I've been following her for years. I unsubscribed. And a couple of years later, came back full circle. And I tend to listen more to her. She has a metaphysical channel and also the, the relationship channel part. And I know to go, you know, I kind of can tell from the title what I need to listen to and what I, I don't need to be, I need no parts of, right? And so, but everyone is like that. I mean, there's stuff that you're going to hear from me. That, like I said, I know for a fact it's provocative. I'm definitely in my shadow side. And sometimes I will tell y'all like, yo, I'm in the shadow side. I'm down to my, you know, in the dirt. What's good with I'm like, it is what it is. I'm 10 toes down and I'm not moving. I'm not budging. And sometimes I might not realize that I'm being, you know, coming from a shadow side or a dark side. Um, and sometimes you'll hear me trying to be like, ooh this is kind of sticky and dirty i don't like it wash it off clean it off type of a thing and but because we're human like even when I, this is so wild because when i was talking in, earlier in the podcast you heard me trying to deal about like oh my god i really liked everything he was saying and then he went and talked about his experiences with abortions like my in the past i would have been like oh hell no do you know do not recommend channel just throw the whole person away type of a thing um, but that's going to be your experience with other people too. And that's why don't be so quick to 
let your guard down understand that we all have a shadow side and i even talked about like how with my exes you get to this point where you realize like a lot this is wild i we talk a lot about how men are so sex driven women i think are too the, the only time we're going to have a relationship with the guy is like, oh, this is going to have to have an outcome of relationship, boyfriend, husband, father, of my children. And we don't realize that our paths, we cross paths because we're all in a spiritual journey, really. And I talked about how with my, my, my last two ex-boyfriends, Coming out of realizing, like, me being, they they wanted me for the pussy, right? You know, for the sexual aspect of it. Um, and I'm in it, too, because I wanted a title out of it. I wanted either a wife or, or you know, that, that to be the father of my children. So, but then the ascended version of you starts to realize, like, these people... Um, are here to complement your spiritual journey. And so I got to the part where I, I, there was things I didn't like about them, right? And if I had, if I wasn't so quick to get into the relationship part of things, I would have recognized, because I, I talk a lot about how it, there's a dichotomy between what happened. I know for a fact that there was spiritual things that I learned for them. I know this. Sometimes it grinds my own gears to have to admit that because sometimes I'll come on here and be like, they can both kick rocks barefoot with open toe sandals. Like, <laughs> let them have it. Pieces of shit. Right. Um, but at the time, like, I'm not going to discredit or discount. You know, I, I promise you there were things that I learned from both of them that are a part of what I am now. And like I said before, I, I regret that, you know, some people say they don't like to have regrets, but I, I'm trying to say is understand this. There are humans and we, we have figureheads, right? And we talked a little bit in the last podcast about how with Ludacris, he's a star. A lot of us, the content creators we follow, they are stars in our sight. But we are transitioning to where now we're, we should be encouraging you more to be your own star, fall in love with yourself. I want you to picture yourself as your own oracle, right? As your own goddess with your own temple. So the same way how Sprinkle Sprinkle has her, she has built her platform and she has her maxims and her philosophy on life. What are yours? And now it's about us not living vicariously through those people and, and having our own, stepping into our own. To where you, you know, um, I, I, it's going to be, I think, like at least a good 20, 40, 100 years before we get to the point where we say we don't need people that are going to help us with motiv- uh, personal development or philosophers. I, I think we're a, a ways out from it. But I think that 100 years from now, if you're hearing this, you you will have gotten to the point where it's kind of like, you understand that you can sit in their temple for a little bit, but it's not the sole way of doing things. You're going to be like, oh, you know what? Because even when you think about like temples and how things are. And I, I like to go into dreamy fairy tale space a little bit. Um, when you're coming to a goddess, you bring something, right? Um, you bring an offering. 
And some of it has to do with consideration with where what it means to you and why you're giving it to them. And you're also taking into consideration that that person is going to appreciate what it is that you're going to give them. So it's it's two ways. It's definitely a currency frequency exchange. But um, I kind of lost my train of thought. Um, oh, so when you get to the temple, it's not uncommon for them to give you something for you to a token for you to remember what it was that you learned from that temple so you're gonna get to the point where instead of you you know i talk about how uh, in one of my previous podcasts i was like you're gonna get to the point where you don't want all these people in your in your temple we have our own lives to live so yeah we're gonna kick you out of our temple And may the force be with you and you go and you figure out, you know, go build your own temple, make your own place. And you're always welcome to come back and visit and you stay for until you get what you need for a weekend or so on. And then you go about your way. And so but what we'll what we will learn to do in the future is say, you know what, I've heard about this, this person that, you know, sprinkle, sprinkle, oracle. And there are things that we can learn in terms of how to get to the bag and traits of a of a provider relationship. And you will go to that temple. You will take time out of your temple to go there. And, you know, it's almost like a, in her own store, she would have the, the different tokens that symbolize like X, Y and Z, like literally X, Y, get it? <laughs> X, Y and Z. And so you might be like, well, I'm going to take this token and this token to remember how to get to the bag and the traits of a masculine. But by any means necessary or by being third part, third party, um, third party relationship, you might not pick up that coin. You're like, I'm good with it. Right. And so but when you go and you put those on your altar in your temple and you're going through the things that you value in your house, in your temple, then you have those takeaways. And what is so interesting when you think about that, too, is if you talk about temples and we talk about things that are going to die and fade away because of the way that we're thinking, it's going to be a point in time where people are picking up more of the other things that she talks about. You know, like one of the things that she is 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 um, huge on is anti 50 50. So a lot of us are definitely picking. We're we're like, give me two, three, four. Give me a whole bag full of that. Of those tokens, like a whole bag of like, we're we're anti 50-50 over here. And so it's going to trigger to some degree, like that's more people that has more currency, that has more value, th- that information has more value. And um, she's going to end up with a lot of coins that have to do with third party. And she's going to notice that not a lot of people are buying the third party tokens right and so that's for her to deal with in her house you know type of a thing and those will have zero to no value but i think when you think about currency and market value and and what people are giving out and what you can choose to take and what you can choose to leave behind um i'm gonna close out with this oh well she has a little bit more to say so i'll i'll play the rest of what she has to say but i feel like and i haven't heard the rest of what she has to say but again just reminding you You know, this is not the first time you're going to care somebody and fall in love with what they've said. Um, But after you walk with them for a little bit, that's when, you know, you start to hear about the 
bones in the in the closet and then it can be a little uncomfortable and you have to decide how much of this has to do with this person's inner growth how much of it do i take home and make my own and how much do i leave it or do i just decide to just turn around and go down a different path right so that's how i look at it where it originated from which was her ending up with a married man and married that married man knowing that he had a wife and now you're upset and you shouldn't be because that was Cher's life that was her choice you have a whole life ahead of you and you have your own choices so it shouldn't matter but if you did create an identity around this woman through her advice maybe you need to take a step back and reevaluate who you are and when you do that you will learn your worth and then you will create your own standards and you will create your own boundaries and you will know what you want out of life mm -hmm. once you do that and mm -hmm. that's just yanni's opinion big sis that's my opinion and there you go there Everyone. you go i freaking love it i'll let the commercial play i'll just turn the volume down um so you know uh I, one of the things I talked about, and these are these are some freaking long podcasts today, but it is what it is. Heavy upload day. So um, I think that, you know, I'll mention her here. So Cynthia G tells us we need to have boundaries, standards, and expectations. I got all three, y'all, because I had a hard time. <laughs> I was like, it's a boundaries, standards, and mm, standards, boundaries, and mm, but it's boundaries, standards, and expectations. Those are that's her trinity. When you pull Cynthia G's Oracle card, it's gonna be you know right off the rip, she's telling you what are your standards, boundaries, and, and expectations. If it comes in the reverse, that means that your standards, boundaries, and expectations are not in place. Right? That's kind of giving you an idea. So when you're going to the to the to the temple of um Cynthia G, guarantee you at the bottom of the steps. She's going to have soldiers and they're going to be checking for not only, you know, like it, they're going to ask you, what are your standards, boundaries and expectations before you get up there to, 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 to have a discourse with her? And you're going to be like, um, I don't know. What do you mean? What are standards? What? And they're going to be like, uh, yeah, no, we're going to have to send you back down that hill and you're going to have to develop some discipline and you're going to come back up that hill and be like, look, I got standards. And they're like, okay, cool. You got your standards in place, but do you have your boundaries and expectations? And it's going to be like, mm, no, but I was hoping again. And they're going to be like, nope, go back down the hill, come back with the standards, boundaries, and expectations. And some of y'all are going to stay trying it, right? When you talk about people, how, how people try to try your energy, Right. Some of y'all might be like, oh, my God, there with standards and boundaries, but I'm not going to go up there with expectations. And it's going to be like, no, nah, I already told you. And so but every time you're developing muscle, every time you're down there, you're trying to figure out, like, what does this mean? What does this look like? Right. And so then finally, when you go up that hill for the 12th time and now you have muscle and stamina and discipline and you've done the inner work, now you can meet her at that frequency. And so but I say all of that to say that. Um, it can be a little bit difficult if we don't have a lot of examples of what boundaries and expectations look like. So a lot of us were going to be okay with, and, and the reason I say a lot of us were going to be okay with the third party scenario is because, and part of the reason I left the twin flame community is because I did not like how they were always talking about third party situations. And that did not align with me at all. And um, and so that's when I decided to exit the, 
the, the thing. And also, when they were talking about how long, you know, like, this guy can treat you like shit. And... And for years before he makes up his mind, and I'm like, those are that's not those are not the traits of what I deem to be a divine masculine at all, right? Um, and so, but now you get to instead of now you get to understand what are the expectations. All we've had before us is third party scenarios, and now you have an example even through the conversation and how the rest of us are talking. Yeah, we might want to move the boundary like make it a tighten up ship a little bit and kind of eliminate that we're not doing third party over here and i don't care you know i'm not going to take on another man you know and compete with another woman for a man it's kind of funny when you think about how a lot of us women are competing for these xys it's kind of bizarre right but um i hope you i hope you got something out of that um And one of the things I like also is um, she is wise beyond her her years. I feel like she's an old soul um, type of a thing. So has, you know, I'll just leave it at that. But yeah, that's that's my take on the sprinkle, sprinkle stuff. I um, have been following her for years and I talked about how I, I and I've had to do this with the, there's another content creator. I won't mention her here now for this, but Sometimes she, I've again followed her for years on and off and I have to make determinations of like, what is it that triggers me? What is it that grinds my gears? But there's also value in some of the things that she says and I've learned how to navigate like what titles am I going to click on? What am I, what am I going to stay off of? And even if it does come up in, in a certain video, it's kind of like, okay, let's just kind of push through that and get to the gold mine, get to get to the point. And those are the things that I'm going to add to my temple and to my practice and to my rituals and so on and so forth. So that's kind of my take on it. Um, and again, I just kind of like how <laughs> I have my own interpretation of things and that's how it should be, right? And you should be able to hear her and be able to hear me and even have your own conclusion and your own interpretation and and your your own desired outcome and that's exactly how it should be and you don't have to be confined to those things right you don't have to be confined to those things because you're a pisces you don't have to be confined to those things because your venus is in something you don't have to be confined to that approach because your rising sign is in that you don't have to be confined to that because your 12th house is in that those are tools to help you kind of figure out you know where you are like a measuring and then from there you decide if you want to keep it or not so y'all i'm still hungry (laughs) but it makes sense because i had only eaten one thing and i came and sat down and i was watching this and so i i'm i still have to go finish eating obviously but all right y'all i'll talk to you later bye sprinkle sprinkle